The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Dave Well, more of the same tonight for the Royals over this difficult two-week stretch as KC gets behind early with bad starting pitching. We've seen that over and over again the last couple of weeks. This time, a team record is tied as Chris Young allows five solo home runs. Yikes. The Royals hit two home runs of their own. That's, I guess, a good thing. But the bad thing is they go just one for eight with runners in scoring position, and they fall in game one to New York, six to three. And it's Davo here to break it down. We'll talk about Chris Young's standing in the rotation. We'll talk about Dylan G. We'll talk about a couple guys on offense and preview the next three here on Clubhouse Conversation. It's your dish, and I'm glad you are along. Our player of the game, we have two options tonight. We can go Dylan G for the third time this year as a mop-up guy, which I just don't want to do. I've given Dylan G player of the game twice already. There's no reason a long reliever should be earning player of the game on this regular of a basis. I'll give it to Alex Gordon tonight. Because Gordo was two for three, including a home run, and he walked on top of that. So three times getting on base for Alex Gordon, who's got his OPS not too respectable yet, but it's up to 697. It's climbing in a hurry. You would, of course, hope Gordo can OPS more towards the 850 range by the time it's all said and done. But 697 to start at least, right? And if you look over the last seven games... Gordo is OPSing 842 over the last seven. So that's a good sign for Alex Gordon. The Royals need him to get right and get going, and it appears he's going in that direction. So he is our player of the game for the first time this year on Clubhouse Conversation. Now, Eric Hosmer adds a solo home run as well in this game, his sixth on the season. He drew a walk as well. And you saw a two-hit game from Omar Infante. But otherwise, the offense didn't do a lot. Like I said, they left a lot of runners on base, Escobar, one for five with an RBI. And then you had one hit each for Kane, Salvi, and Chesler, plus a double off the bat of Paula Orlando off the bench off of Araldis Chapman. By the way, the last time the Royals faced him, do you remember that? I'll give you about five seconds to think about that. Last time the Royals saw Chapman. I was at that game. It was in Cincinnati, Great American Ballpark, last August. The Royals down one in that game that was rain-delayed for like two hours on a getaway night. The Royals were headed to Boston next. Ben Zobrist hit the leadoff home run. The solo shot to tie the game, send it into extras, and the Royals won that game in the 11th or 12th inning. That's the last time the Royals saw Chapman. So, pitching is the main story from tonight. I mean, the Royals didn't do much offensively. Three runs is still not going to get it done, especially in Yankee Stadium. Nice to see the Royals flex their muscles, hit a couple long balls, but eight strikeouts, way too many. Three walks, not enough if you're going to strike out eight times. You just can't, this team just can't strike out eight times. They don't have enough power. They, and, they, and they don't walk enough. You just can't strike out eight times. Striking out at a scary pace this year. And I don't even want to go over the numbers. I have them right in front of me. I don't, I'm just going to save this for another week. I'm going to wait a week before we start panicking about the strikeouts. Because right now I'm starting to get a little bit nervous about that. Just a little bit. Now, as far as the pitching goes, we'll start with the good. Dylan G was good tonight. And he has to be in the Royals rotation the next time his spot comes up. And that's against the Braves this weekend at the K. He has to be. And the argument can be made, well, the Braves have hit less than 10 home runs as a team all year. Back at home, give Chris Young another chance. Now, we knew all along he wasn't going to be in the rotation the whole year, realistically. 90% chance he wasn't going to stick all year as a starter. And there's a good chance he'll be back in the rotation at some point. 
He's got to go out of the rotation right now, especially because Dylan G's been so good. Dylan G tonight, five and a third, gives up just one run on three hits, strikes out three and walks one. G threw 68 pitches, so you've got to know he'll be ready for 80 to 85 pitches coming up in five days. And 80 or 85 is more than Chris Young or Chris Medlin have been throwing almost every start. So, you know, there's no reason Dylan G can't get the Royals through five or six innings his first time through, especially against the Braves. My argument would be it's a perfect time to put Dylan G in the rotation against a team that's weak like the Braves. Because then you hope it's 80 to 85 pitches to get him through six innings. And then by the time he comes around the second start, you're over 90 and pretty much good to go after that. But, I mean, Chris Young has just been absolutely dreadful this year. I mean, velocity's been up. We've, we've talked about that a couple of times. But outside of one game when he went six innings at home at the K, it's just not good. I mean, he has been striking out a hitter per inning, so there is that. But tonight, five solo home runs given up. God, I wish I would have taken the Yankees lineup on a DraftKings stack. Two home runs by Carlos Beltran off of Chris Young. One by Brian McCann. One by Brett Gardner. One by Aaron Hicks. All in all, two and two-thirds, five runs on six hits. So all five runs came off the home run ball, and five of the six hits were home runs. Two Ks for Chris Young. So he's now gone five innings or less in five of his seven starts. This is not acceptable. You can take five or less in two or three out of seven from Chris Young. But not five out of seven, and not when he's not pitching well. There were times last year where he'd go five innings, four and two-thirds, but he'd give up one or two runs. He'd battle and keep you in the game. But going two, three, four and a third innings and giving up four, five, six runs is not going to keep your ball club in the game. Historically bad pace. We talked about as far as the Royals, they're not in historic pace striking out, not even close. It's a bad pace. But as far as Chris Young allowing home runs... 13 home runs in 32 and a third innings. That's a home run about every two and a third innings. Basically, every eight or nine batters he's facing is taking him deep. That is horrifying to think about. He's got to go out of the rotation. I love Chris Young, and he has a lot of value to this team. He's fine out in the bullpen as a long guy, a guy that comes in for two, three, four innings. He's great in that role. Because Dylan, but the, the thing is, Dylan G's been great in that role too, and he deserves a look as a starter. I mean, a guy who on a bad Mets team was the opening day starter a few years back. But I mean, a guy that you hope has something left in the tank, it sure appears that way, the way Dylan G's been pitching. And really, at this point, can he be any worse than Chris Young has been? Let Chris Young figure out his mechanics, let him figure out what's going on, let him have a breather, mix up the things a little bit, and go Dylan G. And I suspect the Royals will. I do. I think there's an 80% chance that move is made. Now let's look at the next three games of the series. It ain't pretty. Game the game four of this series looks really good for the Royals. I'm going to give them a win in that game. you got to find a way to split the next two. Chris Medlin, Masahiro Tanaka tomorrow. The Royals have never seen Tanaka. Can you believe that? Chris Medlin, 1-3 with a 6-8-5. Tanaka, 1-0 with a 2-2-9. Now Medlin, two innings, six earned runs in his last start against the Nationals. There was nine total. That was a game where the Royals opened up with Mike Moustakis booting a ground ball to third. Then Omar Infante booted a double play ball to second. Dyson bobbled a ball in the corner. Three errors, bam. The first three hitters, the Royals were done. And Chris Medlin was done after two innings, six earned runs in that one. It looked to shake that one off and pitch a lot better. I do have a gut feeling that Chris Young, will, or not Chris Young, Chris Medlin will be pretty good tomorrow. I do think that. I think the Royals have a shot tomorrow. If you can get six innings of two-run ball out of Chris Medlin, I think the Royals can scratch across a couple of runs off of Tanaka. But they've never seen him, so who knows? And he comes off a great start against Baltimore. Eight shutout innings with seven Ks. The bad thing with Tanaka, too, is he's allowed two or less earned runs in six out of six starts. Looking at the trends, I like to see who's hitting over 300 against a particular pitcher or who's been awful. In this game, not a lot of data. 
Three Yankees hitting over 300. Headley, three for 10. Castro, two for four. Beltron, three for nine. The Royals, meanwhile, have only one hitter that's ever seen Tanaka. Kendrys, 0 for 3. So the Royals will be seeing him for the first time. I like the Royals to get it done, I hope, tomorrow. Because if they don't, I get really nervous, especially with your Donovan Ventura struggling with his mechanics as much as he has. He takes the rubber on Wednesday with a 2-2, two 4-6-5 two, mark against Michael Pineda, who has been getting lit up by Christmas tree. That's good. 1-3, a 5-7-3 for Pineda. Now, Ventura, 11 walks over his last two starts. That, of course, is also horrifying. Gives up five runs against Cleveland with six walks in his last start. Pineda comes off six innings, two runs against Boston. Salvi's five for 15 off Pineda. Dyson, two for four. And if you look from the Yankees' perspective, Ellsbury and Teixeira, both one for three off of Ventura. Then finally, the final game of the series. I like the Royals a lot in this one. I believe they'll probably split the next two. I like New York more in that game for some reason. I just think the Royals will get a win somehow against against, uh, uh, Tanaka and then lose to Pineda. We'll see whatever hopefully they'll split and then they get the win and come home and take a deep breath and and get back to playing better baseball my goodness ian kennedy nathan eovaldi on thursday but eovaldi is not going to be easy either the guy hit what 100 miles an hour three different pitches his last time out and i know that doesn't necessarily mean anything the royals have been hitting 100 especially last year but you know they haven't really hit anybody this year so i don't like facing 100 miles an hour necessarily ian kennedy was fantastic with 6k's and 7 shutout innings against cleveland eovaldi was though too 8 innings 2 runs against boston new york has carlos beltron who's 6 out of 18 with 2 home runs against ian kennedy that is a pretty decent sample size and something to watch dustin ackley 1 for 3 royals against eovaldi have hit him pretty well though too dyson 2 for 2 Gordo, one for three. Hosmer, one for two. Omar, three for six. Kendrys, one for three. So there you go. I like the Royals to get it done in game four on Thursday. Find a way to split the next couple. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow night, hopefully, with better news on Clubhouse Conversation. Hang in there. I know it's tough right now, but remember, baseball's a marathon, not a sprint. And don't even pay attention to the fact that the White Sox won again tonight. Uh, the good thing is the Royals get them 19 times. And if, if this pace continues, the Royals damn well may have to win 13 of those just to get back in things if this keeps up. But we'll worry about that later. It's a long season. The Royals fall below 500 for the first time in a year and a half. I don't want to think about that. Let's just hope the Royals can come out of this series with a split, come home, take care of the Braves, maybe sweep the Braves and get back on track. They'll have a lot of games coming up in the AL Central, a lot of chances to make up ground and add ground as the summer progresses. Make sure you check out our Desi Relaford interview, by the way. I spoke with him yesterday. Uh, a chance to get any child to be Desi's, you know, he'll be he'll be their personal baseball coach anywhere, ages seven and up across the world. It's at base. He'll give he'll do video with you. The, the kids can keep his video. He'll make notes for him. I'll give him drills to work on. It's a pretty damn amazing thing called Up17. We're giving away five of those for free. It's a, it's a pretty big time value. Five for free. Email me and tell me why the child deserves it and who it is you're nominating by Wednesday night. Dave O at clubhouseconversation.com. The interview with Desi, we discussed steroids in baseball, defensive shifts, the Royals, all sorts of good stuff on there. So check that out as well. And we'll be back with you with more interviews soon and more dishes throughout the week on Clubhouse Conversation. Have a good night and go Royals.